You are listening to You Heard It Here Second. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or DerekAndSteve.com. Subscribe and follow today. And he hates it. Oh, yes, he does. openly hates it, so (laughs) we openly support it. Derek and Steve present... It's a sad day because now you wake up tomorrow and everything you thought you loved, you actually don't love it anymore because love is dead. Um, should we unionize? I, we might. We might have to. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think we should. If everyone else, if everyone else is doing it, you and I definitely should. If anybody DMs this guy, I will fire them on the spot. <laughs> like, yeah. So he just DM'd him immediately. Hashtag uh, chicken chicken or uh, what is it? Chicken uh, chicken winner chicken, uh, winner, winner, winner winner chicken, chicken dinner. dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard it here second. Hello and welcome to episode number 136 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, how's it going? Derek, how's it going? Bringing it back to a classic. Gotta um, go back to the old, old reliable. It's going very well. Um, it's my second uh, day of my second year of law school. I forgot wow. how stressful things were. Summer, summer kind of wiped my memory of, of all things law school. Um, so now I am in the heat of battle and it's very very difficult the heat of the battle the heat of the battle Yikes. but other than that other than the uh, soul crushing amount of work i have due tomorrow <laughs> and the rest of the week things are good so <laughs> that's great how that's are great you news. how are you derek uh i'm doing well um it is uh it's august 27th when we're recording this but the last two days in boston have started to show signs of fall whoa which is which is early me. i just got like a weird feeling it's early, but it was, uh, I mean, not, not significantly, but you know, it's still not getting below like, uh, low sixties, but low sixties is still pre- kind of fall feeling, you know, when it's the morning and it's kind of like breezy. I wore a vest. Let's put it that way. Oh my gosh. That so, so makes in me August, so nervous. In August I wore a vest. Yeah. Oh, so, um, and pumpkin spice is back. Pumpkin is back at Dunkin' Donuts. It's yeah. There's and at bars sometimes. Some, some of them have shipyard already. It's, uh, I have more on this later in my final drive, but yeah, it's uh, it's getting it's getting crazy that it's already uh, it's August for Pete's sake. It's August, and we have a killer guest this episode. We do, we um, do. L gambling guru, guru uh, John Anthony, who we've had on the podcast before, professional sports gambler, will be on later in the pod uh, to give his takes for the college football season this year. We'll ask him his hottest takes, his locks, his hashtag free money picks. Um, and hopefully we can get some of you guys some free money. And some winner, winner chicken dinner, as you heard in the, yeah. uh, in the intro, right. which we, um, we were rusty remembering the, remembering that in week zero, but <laughs> right. Uh, so for those of you who don't follow him, it's at L uh, at L gambling guru. He'll be on a little later. Other than that, we have a very slam packed show. Yes. Um, we have some sports news we'll talk about before John Anthony gets on. We've got Andrew Luck retiring, XFL. Uh, we've got some U.S. Open news, pop culture. We've got Popeye's Chicken Madness, Mind Hunter, and VMAs, and uh, then some final drives. But um, before we get started, uh, Derek, I had a, a second round interview. I know I mentioned this on the pod earlier. Ah, uh, yes. With, Did they listen? I don't know. I should, <laughs> Wait, um, you, that wasn't your headlining question. You at know, the second I didn't. Interview? I just was too nervous to ask. Um, I I was almost I was almost rooting for them not to have listened. Um, but I would like to give a second shout out to all of the attorneys at Shoemaker Loop and Kendrick that uh, I met with this past week. Um, I'm just going to say first names and run down the list. It's Brad, Jan, Sarah, Heather, Jade, Jamie, Ernie, 
Matt, Seth, Sam, Thomas, Mark, Tommy, April, Aaron, and Danielle. Uh, it was wonderful meeting all of you, not particularly in that order. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it was, I had a great time, so I wanted to make sure there I gave them a shout-out because I talked about the podcast with almost all of them. Yeah. So I am I bet you one of them is going to listen to it. I, Even it, 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 I'm not saying they're going to listen to it like like right now or this week, but at some point, they're, one of them is going to hear that. I, I would... I would wager on it. Well, I hope whichever one of you is listening enjoys it. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So there's your opening drive shout out. Um, anything else uh, before we get started with our uh, first half of, of sports action here? No. Do you want to shout out any of the people on, on my list? Um, I am going to shout them all out equally. I don't want to discriminate again because there is no way I can remember all of the names that you said. So I won't try to name any of them. Well done. I'll shout them all out. Well done. Equally. Equally. So uh, so that's it for the opening drive. Brings us into half number one, which is sports. The Monster Jam. Alrighty. So sports. Um, we're going to start with a big topic that dropped on, what was this? I guess it was either Friday or Saturday night. This was uh, a huge thing. This was a big thing. This came out of nowhere uh, and was... Uh, was a shock in, in on multiple levels. So we'll start with the level that 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 you are excited to talk about, <laughs> which is which is Andrew Luck has retired um, right. from the NFL, and, and that almost feels like a joke on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, so why don't you go ahead and, and express your thoughts about Andrew Luck retiring? Uh, you are right in that it almost feels like a joke because it's too perfect. So <laughs> kind of as a joke, but not really. We've we have picked. Andrew Luck, probably since the beginning of this podcast, I, I've I recovered a tweet from 2015 of me talking about Andrew Luck and this same scenario. Um, we, me especially, thought Andrew Luck was so overrated, like crazy overrated, and he was getting a pass everywhere he went. Um, everyone's going to defend him to the end of the earth, and they had anointed him a Hall of Famer before he had ever even gone to a Super Bowl, and. Uh, so we we had that really weird take. It's not. It's kind of a hot take, right? Was that a hot take at the time? Uh, it was a fairly hot take. Yeah, I mean, now now it, it would have been a. So you can speak to this whether you were on this train this early or not. It would have been a very hot take, like for you to have said that he was going to suck before he got to the NFL because right. like he was a pretty consensus top pick, right? And I did not but, do that, and neither did we, right? Yeah, no, but I think uh, he threw a ton of interceptions his first season. Um, and mixed with all of that was the fact that, you know, two years in Peyton Manning's throwing 55 touchdown passes for the Broncos. Right. right. <laughs> like, yeah. And so, so I will say what I, while I was not on the, on the wagon of Andrew Luck is going to suck in the NFL, even me being a, a big Patriots slash Tom Brady fan, I was very anti that decision to move on from Peyton Manning, who's, who's a, tran- a transcendently good quarterback because Andrew Luck is here like like they moved on because they got the first pick you know and it was like well this is the time we're going to get Andrew Luck now he's the successor right and so I was against that because I was like you're wasting potential Super Bowl runs by getting rid of Peyton Manning and there's no guarantee you'll go on a Super Bowl run with Andrew Luck but no one expected him to suck and then we kind of adopted the he sucks uh, mantra we (laughs) we decided to say that Andrew Luck sucked because we had to go hard in the opposite direction like obviously I didn't think he sucked I think he was a top 15 quarterback and, and maybe even top five at some points. But um, him retiring definitely was not on the map. 
Um, so, <laughs> and, and, and to get to the real crux of the issue is people had some hot takes about mm-hmm. Andrew Luck's retirement, which strikes me as odd because anyone can do whatever they want in this world yeah. and especially retire. Like, it's not like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it's not like a crazy, he made like, it's not like Antonio Brown, you know, who's like making a scene in the locker room and doing things that are objectively just like yeah. to hurt the team. This is him being like, I can't play football anymore, so I'm not going to, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, it, it, I was very shocked by the reactions here. I was too. Um, well, I partially was because it, it, anytime a shocking announcement comes, like I understand some shocking reactions. I think anybody who then persists on those stances is, is what shocks me, right? So, like, yeah. like you know, two days later, if anybody is still like standing by their claim that like Andrew Luck shouldn't have retired, or like this is ridiculous that he's doing this, or like that he owes something to anybody to continue playing. Like if they're standing by that, that's insane. Now, what I will say, and I think everyone agrees that it was a bad look for the Colts fans to boo him, right? Right. Like I think everyone agrees with that. But and and I'm not defending booing him at all. But I will say that a part of me does understand the anger and reaction in the moment. I I, I do because we were just talking about what this Colts franchise was looking at like six years ago, right? Like you had one of the best quarterbacks of all time, Peyton Manning. And it was probably, and and it wasn't, I don't want to say it was controversial to move on from him because like people, you know, he had the neck surgeries and people saw that Andrew Luck was coming, but you know, I think the timing of it would get, could get fans angry. Right. I I think I can accept that. You're right. The timing's the big issue that it's two weeks before the NFL season Yeah. and he's, and he's injured and you may not play the season anyway, but Mm -hmm. retirement is not something you just like, eh. No, no, I think I'm gonna. Not. I think I'm gonna retire. Like you think about <laughs> yeah. it for a long time, and you either kind of know or don't. So it was. It's weird that this was the time that he did it. Um, yes, I don't know if it leaked. Maybe there's something like that. But um, well, so it definitely. Well, it leaked, but he was gonna do it then that night or something. So okay. it's not like it was like way earlier, like weeks earlier or anything, you know. But I think um, the other thing too is that I think it was probably a. Because really, with the last like three years with Luck, how many times did we see it? It was like Andrew Luck's throwing again, or Andrew Luck's like gonna be back now, and then he yeah. would like be out for five more weeks with a shoulder injury, right? And it's like I was, I was as a there fan, for you're it. not, yeah. <laughs> and as a fan, you're not getting the information, so you're not knowing what he's going through, right? Well, like I saw a report the other day that was like at one point in his career he had like a lacerated kidney, right? Did you see that report? Yeah. Like I never even remember hearing about that, like b- because you don't know the ins and outs of all the stuff they're going through. So to make a judgment on him for retiring and deciding to do that is, is I agree, crazy. I, I think the only part of it, uh, I understand some of the immediate reaction moments, but it's still not to the level of being okay to boo him walking off the field. Um, so I don't know. Like, that's kind of, it's definitely shocking. And now yeah. Jacoby Brissett is the starting quarterback. So right. And the thing is, uh, like, I get the shock. I get the reaction at some point, too, because if... If you're supposed to be so, I don't want, and, and again, like he could do whatever the hell he wants, but the fans are allowed to be mad because other players don't do this. Like mm-hmm. the best players in the world are who get hurt all the time. I know, I mean, I know it sucks, but this is an anomaly. And that's why people are, are crazy. Like it's like shocked so many people, but that's why the fans are mad because like football players don't do this. And of course, you want to look at him like a, a human being who's been through a lot of injuries. He can do whatever he wants, but the, some fans see him as, why is my quarterback doing this? Like you, you, yeah. you dedicated your 
all of your time to the Colts, and now we have to start from scratch. So I, I well, see and, both sides. And there's, but. and there's a little bit of an unfair uh, standard being set for him of like, and I can't, and you know, again, we're kind of shifting to now, like after we hated on Andrew Luck, like some of defending him a little bit, but like, yeah. Um, but, but I mean, there, there's a little bit of an unfair standard going on here, which is like, you know, like what, if Andrew Luck was a three time Super Bowl champion, would anybody, would this reaction be the same? Right. Probably not. It wouldn't be because and the reason I know it wouldn't be is because Rob Gronkowski is the same age as Andrew Luck. Like, yeah. like, and everyone's like, yeah, well, yeah, that makes sense for Gronk to retire. Right? right. Like, like he's already accomplished so much and he gets injured all the time. Like it's the same with Andrew Luck, except he just hasn't accomplished like the, the, the winning. Right. right. But like, but it's, it's not, it's, it's apples and oranges. <laughs> like, you know, he's not a tight end. Like, so I think there's a little bit of unfairness in that regard of like, well, people judge your career as not being completed because you didn't achieve all the, the winning that we wanted you to do, you know? Right. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, well, we'll just say, uh, Andrew Luck, thank you for giving us someone to um, <laughs> to hate for all these years. And, and we didn't actually hate you. We just enjoyed hating you, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah. So rip to your uh, neck beard and your weirdly deep voice. And, and uh, your super, super sportsmanship. Super sportsmanship. <laughs> weird, weird sportsmanship. <laughs> like thanking you, thanking people for sacking you. For giving you CTE. <laughs> yeah. Um, so best of luck, honestly. No pun intended. Yeah. Uh, he's a really smart guy. He know he knows what he's doing. He, he Of all the people who can handle it, he'll be totally fine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So. Um, anything so moving else on, on from Andrew Luck. Yeah, no, I think I'm, I'm, I'm good on the Andrew Luck uh, front. All right. Uh, moving on, one of my weirdly uh, a topic that I'm very excited. Uh, we don't have much to say about it yet, uh, but weirdly <laughs> excited that it exists is a uh, new XFL news. Yeah, um, I have no reason to believe this will be successful um, because <laughs> we've, within the past year, seen two other football leagues uh, go under. <laughs> so why not make it an even three? Uh, so uh, I'm going to go through the names, Derek, and then I want you to tell me any. Uh, opinions you have yep so we've got the eight teams the tampa bay vipers go vipers uh los angeles wildcats seattle dragons houston roughnecks washington dc defenders the dallas renegades st louis Battlehawks, and the new york guardians um mm-hmm. so i have all of the names and logos pulled up do you have any thoughts on the xfl so the Tampa Bay Vipers are my team, of course, because <laughs> um, like who else would I pick among right. that group? Go Vipers, um, baby. My second uh, favorite team there is the Houston Roughnecks, I think. Uh, I'm just re- I'm just arbitrarily saying that they're going to be my second favorite team. OK. My other thoughts, uh, the St. Louis is St. Louis Battlehawks. Right. Right. Lo- ridiculous logo. Like if, like their logo is a, is a sword with wings, <laughs> yeah. I think. That's like, right. so are, are they hawks or are they swords? You know, yeah. So, so Are that they a one, like, bird there's no or an animal or like an inanimate, right. inanimate object. Yeah, like your hawk, but like the actual hawk is not there. Only the wings and a sword. So wild logo there. Uh, and then my last thought on the set of teams is that we are continuing with this almost incredible, really phenomenon of Washington D.C. teams not being able to have a cool name for their team. <laughs> yeah. Every name is just something that is is either government related or just very, very just like vague and boring the, the defenders, defenders like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah i don't so that's know my, i mean the logo the logo looks like a soccer crest too which is not exciting i don't know yeah all the logos so are standard. bad the names are yeah average um the, I, I i am very excited but 
Tampa Bay Vipers. Yeah. Like I, I don't think I've ever. I live in Florida and Tampa Bay specifically, and I like <laughs> forgot what a viper was. I was like, is a viper a snake or is it like a? I don't know. It's like yeah. a crocodile thing. It's just like we don't have vipers and. It's yeah. a dumb name, dumb logo. And also the like the Houston Roughnecks logo is just like the Houston Oilers logo. Yeah. <laughs> but they just took it and they just like changed it a little bit. So yeah. I don't love that either. Yeah. So anyway, we will keep you updated on the XFL, but they did just release the names and cities and um, logos. So uh, feel free to Google those. We are not excited about the names or the logos, but <laughs> I, I am kind of excited about the XFL. I, I enjoyed the idea of it, like a, if it actually is what it's supposed to be, which is a, a yeah. rougher, it's, more aggressive, ex- more extreme uh, football <laughs> league, then yeah, let's do it. But if it's if it's just normal football with worse players and worse logos and worse teams, then count me out. And good luck. <laughs> um, <laughs> do we know when that starts? Did you say that already? Um, is it like after it, the Super Bowl? Or? After yeah, so it's it's this it's right after uh, the NFL football. Okay, season. just like the basically the AAC or whatever that or A- the, whatever AFL that yeah. or AAFL whatever it was. Yeah. Um, cool. So there's the XFL. Moving to one more topic before we get to our guest, Serena Williams. You want to do a little update on this? Sure. So U.S. Open has started. Serena Williams and Maria Sharapova, two very well-known tennis players, have a sort of has sort of have a beef, just because they came up around the same time. They've played each other a lot. They've all, they've been in the news, and the media likes to create st- something out of nothing. So they do kind of have a beef. Uh, it's not a very equal uh, rivalry because Serena did defeat Maria Sharapova handily. I think it was six one six one, and is now twenty two and two all time against Maria Sharapova, who it's is pretty good. It's pretty good, and Maria Sharapova is well known as a top tier tennis player. And Serena yeah. Williams is twenty two and two all time against her. Uh, so that just sh- goes to show you how good Serena Williams is, even now after after having a baby. So, congrats yeah. to Serena Williams. Much more U.S. Open to be had, but they got a weird draw because Maria's been out of the game for a while. So they had they ended up matching up together in the very early rounds, and Serena whooped her butt. There you go. So there Serena you go. Williams. 22 and two is very, very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it for the tennis update. Anything else you want to add on tennis? Nothing else on tennis. Alrighty. Excellent. So that brings us into college football time, which as we mentioned, we have a special guest. Welcome to the podcast, the million dollar man with the billion dollar plan, ready to make all your betting dreams come true, Mr. John Anthony at El Gambling Guru. Thank you for being on the pod. How are you doing? I'm doing great, friends. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. Number two uh, in the books for for uh, the Gambling Guru on the You Heard It Here second podcast. Yeah. There we go. This is this is in true you heard it her second fashion. The second time that you guys have heard El Gambling Guru. Um he's back for the 2019 football season. Um so for those of the fans who didn't listen last year, um you have a Twitter account that you you do a lot of picks. You basically what what's your hashtag that that you uh send free out money. to everyone? Free money. Hashtag, hashtag free, free money. money. Um and so this is where people who maybe aren't into sports gambling can pick it up and start to get some tips and and make their free money throughout the season. So, uh, so I guess without further ado, we'll jump right in with the first question. Um, 
So give us a little bit of background on the upcoming season uh, for college football. Any big storylines to watch, things that we should be aware of, maybe not specific picks, but you can sprinkle them in if you want, but just a general bird's eye view of what to expect for this college football season. Yeah, of course. So the first thing I want to look at is when I, I wanted to look at conference by conference where we're at. And for the 2019 season, the most interesting fact that I've seen is that the SEC is actually stronger than ever before, while the ACC uh, and your, you know, the, the conference that your Boston College Eagles are in <laughs> is actually weaker than ever before. Uh, so just with with all, everything that's going on with the conferences, uh, I'm, ex- I'm I've actually guaranteed it that the SEC will get two teams in this year's college football playoffs. Wow. Okay. I hate I hate to hear that. <laughs> Although I do think the ACC being weaker uh, and uh, John, correct me if I'm wrong, could potentially help the Boston College Eagles. I mean, it's Clemson, and then definitely pretty much. I mean, a big if you look off. at the conference, it's Clemson uh, and arm and a leg above every other team. But that number two through number five spot is is completely open. Uh, it's up for grabs. I mean, uh, Derek, Steve, who would you say is the number two team in the ACC? It, it really is hard to say. I well, mean, so BC's number one, so Clemson has to be number two, then, right? <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think what John meant was number three team in the ACC, right? Um, after BC one, Clemson two. I think it's uh, I mean, right now it's Syracuse, but but that is not a team I have any faith in, to be honest. Yeah, it's, so. it's true. I mean, it's just Clemson is just so much better than every other team that really it makes it difficult because their margin for error for Clemson is just so low this year that that actually scares me. Um, so, you know, they really have to run the table or else they're going to, uh, they can't have any slip ups. And if they do, they might not make the the playoffs this season. Hmm. Well, that's good to know. I mean, it's, it's not, uh, I'm not happy about it, but it's good to know because, uh, as ACC fans, we kind of have to root against the, uh, SCC whenever we can. Of course. Um, but, uh, why don't we move it along into your actual picks? So, Uh, For our listeners and for your followers, what are your early season hashtag free money picks? Yeah, so I know this is the You Heard It Here second podcast, but uh, how do do you feel about giving your listeners a a little early pick, uh, an early look at this weekend's free money picks? I like that. Let's do it. It's not usually our style, but we can do You Heard It Here first. (laughs) All right, let's do it. So the first pick that I like is Duke plus 34 and a half. They're playing Alabama, and most would say, wow, Alabama's going to beat them by 100. But I think that Alabama will actually be leading by, let's say, 30, 40. And then the second half, Nick Saban and his boys will will let Duke, who's actually going to be improved this year, uh, come back. And I think that they'll win by 28. So take Duke. With the points, then Air Force they have their minus eighteen versus Colgate. Colgate actually already played in week zero, and they're going to be tired. They're going to be beaten up, and Air Force is fresh. They're going to be ready to go. Take Air Force with the minus eighteen. Then Liberty underdog eighteen versus Syracuse. Syracuse is the most overrated team in the country. Take Love Liberty that. with the points, and last but not least, Michigan. I'm expecting a strong season for Jim Harbaugh and your boy Don Brown from BC. So Michigan minus 34, they're going to win by pick your number, 50, 60, whatever they want. So take Michigan minus 34. I love it. I love the uh, Liberty pick. You don't hear Liberty over Syracuse as a hot free money pick, but I'm I'm liking it. You heard it here first. On you heard it here second. On you heard it here second. (laughs) 
Um, so you did you did mention BC a bit, and and because it is a Boston College, uh, two Boston College grads here, uh, we do have to ask: Do you have a Boston College outlook, or, or can you give us any insight into what we're looking for this season? Yeah. So this season, uh, this season, I'm expecting them to go seven and four. I think that the offense is really going to carry the team. Uh, the defense, which is usually the the the, the better side of the, the ball for the Boston College Eagles, I think that they're going to have a tough year this year. They lost a lot of DBs, uh, but I think that uh, luckily for for both you for both of you, I think that they will actually beat your rivals in Notre Dame, uh, and I think that it'll be a seven and four season, eight and three, I like it. Uh, or six and six on the low end. So uh, I think it's about a standard Boston College year, if you will. <laughs> Bulls, we're going bowling, Derek. Yeah, Shreveport, hey, Louisiana. Book your tickets. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, cool. So, uh, moving from kind of the college football scene, just briefly, um, I know uh, Steve, you've mentioned before that you're not the biggest college football gambler per se, um, and others out there might be into sports gambling, but not big college football junkies. So, uh, you know. Most of your Twitter feed is about college football. You are a specialist in that, but do you have other areas you bleed into with this stuff, or do you kind of have any any takes about uh, NFL or any other sports yeah. that you have coming up for this season? So I dabble in the NFL, the No Fun League, as I like to call it. <laughs> uh, as I'm a, I prefer college football just because there's more free money to be made. But with that said, the Cleveland Browns, all the hype is on them this season. But I'm taking the under. They're not gonna. They're not gonna have the season that most people expect. I think they're gonna struggle a little bit to to find the cohesion between their their new players. Take the under. Uh, I'm hoping that my Raiders do well, but you never know with that dysfunction of, of a team and the coaching stuff. Um, but Steve, what do you think about uh, what do you think about your Buccaneers this season? <laughs> I'm glad you remembered. Um, so. It's a weird year for the Bucks. I mean, Jameis is in a contract year, and it's it's either we make the playoffs and Jameis is back and we we ride, or we don't. We miss the playoffs and Jameis is gone, and we go full rebuild. And so it's tough to kind of gauge a season like that. But the Bucks are a team that have all the talent in the world. They have great receivers, great uh, well, not great defense, but good enough players in the linebacker position, good enough players in the D-line position. They do, they just do they do have playmakers. It's not, it's not like but they don't have players. They do not have the creamsicle uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, unfortunately not. Um we're hoping that we get them back. It's not going to happen this year. We've we keep, we get those like crappy ketchup flavored color rush <laughs> jerseys. Yeah. Um I'm not a big uh, fan but, of the Bucks uniforms, unfortunately. Well, no one is, so um, <laughs> that would be huge. But I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say eight wins for the Bucks. Uh, that, that would be that would be a good season for us, unfortunately. But maybe ten make the playoffs. Who knows? Never know. And uh, Derek, what do you think about your Patriots? Are they winning in the AFC East again? I mean, they obviously <laughs> are. So I do think they're going to win the AFC East. Yes, of course. Um, you know, I think eleven wins for the for the Patriots. Uh, you know, a lot of. Patriots fans love to at the beginning of the season say they're they're going sixteen and zero. It's what they do. It's what what we do pretty much every year. I'm not generally one of those people. Uh, I think eleven or so wins probably. But uh, I, I, I every year I just have a tough time pinpointing who in the AFC is really going to be the challenger. And then you look at the Chiefs this year, who I don't. I'm not convinced they're going to be better because of some of their turmoil with some of their most talented players. You know, um, 
I, I always have a tough time identifying the the team that's going to rise to the occasion in the AFC, and I, I'm having another tough time this year. So definitely, well, we will yeah. see. Oh. Um, well, well, John Anthony, I, I know you don't have a ton of time, so I'm going to ask you one last thing, and and we won't hold you to it. This is just purely for our listeners who want to take a flyer or take a high risk, high reward bet. But um, what are your hottest college football takes this season, and and what what should our uh, what should our, our, our listeners kind of uh, hope for, or if, or just think of you when this happens, mm-hmm. uh, because it's it's a crazy crazy storyline. So I mentioned this before, uh, but definitely two SEC teams will make the college football playoff. That you can book it, guarantee it, lock it up. It's free money right now. Uh, the second hot take that I would say, which I would say that Brian Kelly, believe it or not, I think that he will be fired. Or resign before the end of the season. Maybe Whoa, after no, the Boston College no, win, Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. We'll if see. we and then, if Boston College kicks Brian Kelly out of his out of his job, if we get him <laughs> fired, it could it, it, it very well could happen. That'd be uh, nice. And then my last hot take uh, of my last hot take would be that I think that Auburn actually has a really good chance to beat. Alabama this season in the Iron Bowl. They have a really tough schedule. They have a freshman quarterback. And by the end of the season, I think that they'll be clicking on all cylinders. And I think that they will actually take down the Crimson Tide, although Alabama will still get into the college football playoff. How's that for a hot take? I like that. I I hate that. that. (laughs) 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 Well, I I like it as a hot take. I I don't like that two SEC teams are going to be in there. So. But uh, so we'll see. So uh, some good hot takes, some good free money picks, uh, as usual, from the gambling guru, John Anthony. John, any final words before we before we send you off into the season of winner, winner, chicken dinners? Nope. I just want to say if you want to win some free money, uh, be sure to follow along on Twitter at L Gambling Guru. Make sure you tweet at me. I'll I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, You know, love to have conversations with all my friends. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the, the podcast. Absolutely. And that Excellent. last thing he mentioned is is true. He interacts with his fans a lot on there. So definitely send him a tweet and uh, and get at him on, on Twitter. So once again, John and Anthony, thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Thanks, John. Thanks, Thanks guys. All right, time for pop culture. But before we move into that, we want to once again thank uh, El Gambling Guru, John Anthony. Uh, Steve, what did you think of those hot takes at the end? I love it. See you later, yeah. Brian Kelly. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't need you. Yeah, good riddance. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, yeah, so definitely pro. some good takes there. Uh, like we mentioned, go follow him at uh, El Gambling Guru on Twitter uh, and get those free money picks all season. So I, I do want to run through his um, next week's picks just because he did them pretty Oh, yeah, quick. yeah, sure. Yep. Um, he picked Duke plus 34.5, uh, Air Force minus 18, Liberty plus 18, and also Michigan with the spread, uh, whatever it is. So Duke, Air Force, Liberty, Michigan, those are your picks for this upcoming college football week. Love it. Week yeah. one with week zero in the books, we do week one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, cool. So uh, moving into pop culture, we'll start with TV, uh, then we'll go to a couple other topics. So something we talked about last uh, podcast was the upcoming, at the time, upcoming release of season two of Mindhunter on Netflix. Uh, season two was released. You and I both watched the entire season, I believe. Um, 
give me your your hot takes or give me your your analysis, your your instant so, reaction. Instant reaction is Mindhunter is that serial hotness. <laughs> I love Mindhunter. Uh, this season, uh, we're, I'm going to try not to do spoilers, and, and I suggest you do the same because it hasn't been out super long. Yeah, it's only so been out there, two weeks. So there won't there won't be spoilers, and we'll, we'll run through this uh, review quick. But the moment I started Mindhunter season two, like by episode two, because it's been a long time since epi- since the first season. Yeah, it was like longer than normal, about a year and a half or whatever. Um. By the moment I started it, episode two, I was like, dang, now I remember why I love this show. The episodes were almost exactly the same as season yeah. one, which I appreciate. They definitely, they knew what people liked about season one and just yes. redid it in season two. Uh, so I think it's so well produced. It's 45 minutes of, of an, the hour long show will be them in a jail talking to a serial killer and I can't get enough of it. Yeah, inject inject that stuff directly into my veins. It is so cool, and they're they're all really smart, and they're they're all trying to think think two steps ahead. I I love Mindhunter. Um, I have some thoughts on how it ended, but I'll I'll kick it to you for your for your initial reactions first. Yeah. So so before we get to the endings, we'll go with initial reaction. I, I echo most of that. I think season one was outstanding. I thought season two was even better because I think. Like like you mentioned, what too many shows don't do is just really listen to what people like about something, build on that, and the things that aren't the most popular, tweak them until they're they're better, <laughs> and and that's what season two of Mindhunter did. Um, all of the captivating discussions with serial killers behind bars are thrilling again in season two. What they do more of in season two than in season one is they get a little bit more of the what is the conflict between our protagonists who are um, in the clinical uh, behavioral science unit um, of the FBI and local police departments and the rest of the FBI traditional criminal process, right? Mm, Like this conflict is now a more emphasized part of the show. And that's, I think what, and, and I alluded to this before season two was released that I thought was an interesting element of the show is the, conflict in ideology between what our protagonists do and what the traditional investigative process is right and season two does an excellent job of really contrasting that and making it a point of the show where you have opposing characters that have different viewpoints on how things should be done right um and and it brought in like political elements and like just like things that feel very relevant. I thought season two was excellently done. Yeah. And they interviewed much more famous killers. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so, and it's all, it's fictional, but it's all based in w- the story that actually happened, like the development of criminal psychology. But I don't know, man. I could watch, I could watch Holden and Bill sit <laughs> in a room, even without a serial killer, I could just watch them talk to each other all day. I like their banter. I like yeah, I agree. The character the characters are so well developed, uh, and and um, the woman has more uh, of a role this season too. It's kind of like her conflict of am I part of the team? Am I not a part of the team? Right. Um, that's Wendy Carr, Doctor Carr. Um, so I, I, I'm impressed. I'm going to move to the ending. It, it didn't wow me. I agree. Um, it. It was one of those shows where the whole season's good, and then the ending, the last episode, is it's good, but it has nothing really to do with the rest of the show. It yeah. just it just was another episode 
I mean, I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't satisfied. I know it's, it's based in reality, so they can't change the That's facts the of what actually yeah. happened. But I, I, I was not. I don't know. I was not blown away that, by that. That's what I. That's what uh, I completely agree, and and I kind of have to just come to a. I have to accept it and kind of understand it. In that, this is such a unique uh, to for me off the top of my head. I, I know plenty of shows are either either true stories or based on true stories, and there, there's a spectrum of that, right? But to me, this is actually a very very unique show in that. Yeah. There is a fictional story that is woven together by true stories. But like, yes. like I, I don't think that based on a true story is really the right way to term this show, right? Exactly. This is a fictional plot line that that criminally uses all true stories, like not based on true. Like the criminal part of this show is true. Like like all of the things that they are talking about and investigating are true. And yes. so, um, but the the plot line and the people doing that investigation is fictional. So so that's where it's really I think unique in that regard. Um. And so, yeah, so ultimately with the ending and, and we won't give away who or what the ending is about and what happens, but it, it's a true story, you know, so so I, I guess I have to just accept that it doesn't give that that wow that you might look for in like a true detective, right, um, with the ending because it's sort of not quite that show. But I agree, it does leave a little bit something to be desired there. Yeah, well, it, it did set it up for there to be a possible season three. It seems yeah. like... I think it seems like be. they're they're building a a grander story, uh, and they have not f- they have not finished it. So I'm very very happy with Mindhunter season two. Highly recommend. I'm yeah. going to give it also. I'm going to give it a rating. Oh, you are. So yeah. just before we do the ratings, I was also going to say um, I, I'm very confident there's going to be a season three because they're weaving this other. You know the oh, yeah, the same thing they right. end season one with, and this I you're guess right. is this isn't really a spoiler because it's just it's more of a like. I guess it spoils the fact that it doesn't really get totally opened up in season two, but this, the same thing that you ended season one with is, is not a dead storyline yet. You know, that that's still very much unexplored. I think. Yeah. The first um, 10 seconds of every episode have not meant anything yet. And they yes, will. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I'm very confident there is another season coming for sure. Yeah. Good. So, that's a good call. Yeah. Um, so I'm, what's your rating? I'm going to give it, a 92% Steve Nicholas avocados. I this is certified guac. I I love it. I want more of it and uh give it to me Netflix. Give it. On yeah, honestly like I like instead of giving a rating I might just co-sign that rating. Like I really like <laughs> I, I I just uh I don't want to like I don't want to like one up it because I don't know what I would have given it. I hadn't really thought it out. So I'm just going to also go with 92. And it's just I, I just think it's excellent. Like I, I yeah, you're very right. You can't stop watching it. It's so well done. I just, I think it's great. So, so yeah, cool. there you go. Mindhunter season two, you have to watch it. I've recommended it to multiple people. Um, it is very, very worth it. And you have to get over the initial, like not wanting to watch a disturbing show because it is oddly not like, it, it oddly doesn't make you that like depressed or anything like that. You know, like it's obviously about some grim topics, but it's, it's you very can watch captivating. It alone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. So, so there you go. Mindhunter season two, uh, rave reviews. It's that serial hotness officially, uh, off the <laughs> press. That is the term being used, um, by, by both of us. So, uh, next topic, uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich. You want to introduce this one? <laughs> I, I don't even know what to introduce Derek. I don't know. Is, is Popeye's chicken sandwich a new thing? Is this a new <laughs> thing? Have they not uh, sold chicken sandwiches before? Honestly, I because have no idea. 
what the hell is happening out there, people? Because <laughs> it is, people, there are, ever since this thing happened, so the, the background is, if you haven't heard, you should get on the internet. Um, so the Popeye's chicken maybe announced a chicken sandwich or whatever. It just an internet phenomenon appeared that who's better, who has the better chicken sandwich, Chick-fil-A or Popeye's? Yeah. And immediately, immediately after one tweet, every Popeye's in America was slam packed. Every single one ran out of chicken. They tweeted today, two hours ago, we're sorry, we've ran out, we've we've run out of chicken sandwiches. They will be back soon. So whatever happened or whatever their marketing team did worked because now Popeye's has a chicken sandwich and people are crazy about it. I haven't had it. Derek, have you had it or do you know any more about this or are we just kind of in the twilight zone? Uh, we are in the twilight zone. Um, I, I know nothing about the origin of this. I haven't had a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Um, what I, the, I've seen a few things on the internet that suggest that people that are now investigating themselves are coming to the conclusion that Chick-fil-A is definitely better. <laughs> um, what? so I don't know that that's, uh, I don't know. I, I have no answers here. Um, I, I have not ever frequented uh, Popeye's. I haven't had Popeye's near me for the most part. Um, same for Chick-fil-A for the most part. I did used to work next to one, so I got I used to get it fairly frequently. I don't know. I've, I I don't have a lot of insight here. So. <laughs> well, I will say it would be nice <laughs> for there to be a high-quality chicken sandwich that uh, without the hate. So yes. if, if Popeye's is just as good as uh, Chick-fil-A or even, even good, like above average... I think I may make the switch. Because I could do that. Chick-fil-A is, is some, unfortunately, uh, odd politics. Yes, So correct. And in today's day and age, you, you vote with your dollars. So if Popeye's Very is good true. enough, Very true. You, can, you can have my chicken loyalty, Popeye's. You know, <laughs> I get them infrequently enough that I, I might even just give them my loyalty straight up. Like I don't, right. I don't know if I even need to try it. Like I don't, I don't, I don't remember the last time I had a chicken sandwich from either place. So I don't need a chicken sandwich. I don't eat it enough to where I need to have loyalty to one over the other. Right. We're not talking about Taco Bell here. We're talking about chicken right. sandwiches. Yeah. Come know? on. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Get you right. We shouldn't even talk about Popeye's chicken or, or Chick Fil A. Go to Taco Bell. That's Wait what you until Taco doing. Bell is a chicken sandwich, and then we'll have this debate. Right. Then my loyal. <laughs> then you know where my loyalty lies. <laughs> yeah. Also, quick note. Uh, the Burger King taco, you've heard of it? Oh, yes. Terrible. Oh, is it terrible? Don't okay. <laughs> ever order it. It's a dollar and it's it's not worth the the money that it's that I don't know. It's just garbage. This is basically funny. a it's almost like a like a dumpling. You know how dumplings are like pinched at the end and have meat in them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. And you can kinda of, and you can kind of see the meat inside the dumpling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's that. It's that, but a taco. So this is funny gross. because because uh, I mentioned to you that I've gone to Taco Bell kind of more because there's a food court at the mall near my work, and, and uh, there's a corner uh, of the food court that Taco Bell and Burger King are the two stores that share the corner, you know, or, or that they are on on either wall of the corner, right? Right. And uh, and so the Impossible Whopper came out at Burger King, and so my coworkers and I went over there, and we were going to get the Impossible Whopper, and I wanted to try it, but I also right. wanted Taco Bell. Because of course, Duh. right? Yeah, and 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 so I ended up not getting Taco Bell. Uh, I didn't get the taco either. I just got the Impossible Whopper. But I was thinking to myself, I'm like, well, Burger King now has a taco, so like I could wait in one line instead of two and get a taco. But now you've answered that question. The taco is terrible, and so so that isn't a valid option. The taco so. is 
an abomination. Okay, it's even worse it's than not, terrible. It's not just terrible. It is an affront to mankind. God is crying. All right. Because some human, one of his children, has has created this monstrosity. That is very, very good to know. And now I know what to avoid on the Burger King menu. So, so there you go. Um, so Popeye's chicken sandwich is sold out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, last topic in pop culture, uh, VMA award winners. Uh, you're going to have to handle this one because I have, I didn't. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) So you, do you know what the VMAs are Derek? I do. do. Yes, I do. And do you know, you know, some of the artists names that are on this list? I do recognize some of these names indeed. So this is more just for our listeners to know because the VMAs aren't a big award, but they're big enough to where we should say who won. So artist of the year, Ariana Grande. Kind of happy about it. Yeah, don't I, I yeah, I don't, I don't have anything against Ariana. She Grande. didn't seem to be in the news that much, and I don't remember <laughs> many of her songs this year. But artist of the year, song of the year, obvious. If Duh. I didn't write this down, da- if I didn't write this down, you would have got it. Is I would have got Old it. Town Road. Yeah, Old Town Road by Lil Nas. Um, the big upset, two big upsets coming up is best new artist uh, was Billie Eilish, hmm. um, and, and that's over both Lil Nas and Lizzo. Which That's is surprising wild. because Billie Eilish is very, very high school centric. She, she, right. younger people love her. She's very out there. She talks about how she enjoys the taste of blood and like she's just really, really out there. So interesting pick by yeah. whoever votes for the VMAs because Lil Nas broke the record for longest single, like right. longest. Ever single came ever. out of nowhere, and yeah, how is he not the best new artist? How does I mean, how does know. a new artist who wins Song of the Year not the best new artist? Right, exactly. <laughs> the best new artist who who had the best song. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> question for another um, day, I guess. So we, we we are upset about Lil Nas and Lizzo both being beat out by Billie Eilish, uh, and best rock song on par with being named best taco Burger King would be <laughs> is Panic at the Disco. High hopes. You know that song? Uh, no, but I might recognize it if I heard it. Cause I'm, I got I high, high, high hopes for a living. Oh yeah, the stars yeah. And a That's like a that's like video game soundtrack. I feel like it's so bad. I feel like that's it's, an NHL. That might be an NHL. It might be an NHL. It honestly, and I, this is not like I don't. I didn't mean for this to be like a, a crap on Panic at the Disco, but <laughs> that is one of the only songs on the radio right now that I will change right away. Wow. Because it's so bad. Strong take. And it won and it won best rock song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not just like best pop song or best whatever, best rock song. I mean, I'm not gonna run through pull the old like, oh, I know rock better than you know rock, but that's not a good song. Objectively, it's a bad song. <laughs> so anyway, wow. that's your VMA award winners. Um yeah, that's it. There you me. go. That's your VMA award winners. Final drive time. You want to go first or you want to go second? I want to go second, Derek. Second. All right. I'll go first. Uh, I referenced this in the beginning of the pod a little bit. Uh, it's starting to feel like fall around here in Boston. And specifically, uh, not in a weather-related area, but I was in CVS the other day, and it was mid-August. Like, it is August 27th right now. It was August probably 15th when I was in CVS. And there was Halloween candy all over the shelves of CVS. Now, Yuck. this is an issue. This is an issue because that's... <laughs> Two and a half months ahead of Halloween, which is an issue. That, that that's a big deal. Um, <laughs> bars have pumpkin beer. You know, everything is is. So, I, I need to preface this by saying that I'm not I'm not the type of person that's like, no, things shouldn't change. They should be the way they always were, right? That's not me. Yeah. But 
but we're getting a little ridiculous here <laughs> because all of the seasonal beers are now like two months shifted. You know, like you 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 can't walk into a bar anymore in like March and get like or sorry in February and get their winter beer because they've already gone to the spring beer. You know, and, and all kinds of things like that. I mean, freaking Black Friday starts on Monday now, right? So, um, <laughs> overall, we got to start looking out for this. We can't let everything happen earlier and earlier and earlier because eventually, like, we'll just get too confused. So that that's that's my my quick take. Uh, how do we yeah. fight back? I don't know how to fight back on this. Like, do you, if you just don't buy the Halloween candy, like it's Halloween candy, it's just gonna sit there and then get bought when Halloween comes, right? So. Yeah. Tough one. I, I don't know how to solve it, but I just wanted to vent my uh, my frustrations. So there you go. All right. <laughs> um, so my final drive is a uh, trip down memory lane in honor of the uh, the XFL's rebirth. Um, I'm going to shout out the old XFL teams. Uh, Derek, do you remember any of the oh, previ- previous eight XFL teams? I absolutely I do not know. <laughs> right? Either did I, and I looked them up, and then I, I did kind of remember them. So the San Francisco Demons... <laughs> The New York, New Jersey Hitmen, <laughs> the Birmingham Thunderbolts, the Los Angeles Extreme, mm-hmm. which is by far the best, or actually this one, the Memphis Maniacs, <laughs> an axe ends with AX, like a killer axe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And their, the, their logo is the word axe in like blood, basically. It was very <laughs> savage. <laughs> so the Memphis Maniacs, the Orlando Rage... Which yep. looks like the Hulk logo, the Las Vegas Outlaws, and the Chicago Enforcers. Wow! Um, so much, uh, much more aggressive names, I think. Yeah. The Rage, the Maniacs, uh, the Extreme—kind uh, of what you expected from the XFL. So, shout out to the 2001 Vince McMahon uh, XFL. You were—it was uh, too short-lived. You died too soon. But uh, welcome back is your your second iteration. Yeah, so big reunion. That's it. Just go Vipers and uh, welcome back, XFL. Yeah, we're all Tampa Bay Vipers fans now. Starting February, whatever it is, February tenth, let's say. Starting now, Derek. (laughs) Starting now. Starting now. Right. We are Tampa Bay Vipers fans. So. That does it for episode 136. Uh, thanks again to El Gambling Guru. Go check out his Twitter at El Gambling Guru for all your free money picks for some winner winner chicken dinners. Uh, college football season's getting started. So we'll see you guys next time for episode 137. Later days, friends. <laughs>